It is me. Mario. It's a me, Mario. Um, did you see the Pedro Pascal SNL Mario thing? No. That's fucking funny. I listened to Pedro Pascal on Smartless. He was on Smartless? Yeah. I bet that was a good one. And he's charming as hell. God, he's so charming. Yeah. You and Pedro Pascal kind of have a thing. How how do you mean? How do you know about that? Who told you? I just knew. (laughs) I could smell it on you. What do do you mean by that? Like, you both are very, like... Latin? Yes. Extremely. Like, it's in your face. Latin. But also, like, could be something else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also, you both can, like, uh, summon... um, a solemnness about you and an extreme goofiness. It's pretty remarkable. And I find it extremely attractive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cool. Yeah. It's super cool. Pedro, stay the hell away from my lady. (laughs) You hear me? (laughs) Um, speaking of, Hey Ryan. Hi. Hi. I wasn't drinking that time. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I really did listen to our most recent episode yeah. very recently. And of course, that's how it starts. And uh, <laughs> Did you listen to the one before that? Because that's also how it started. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do like doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly just love hanging out with you. And sometimes when you're at work or I'm just like... Man, I just wish we were hanging out. I'll just listen to our podcast. Oh, really? I will. That's sweet. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not creepy, right? Yeah. Because it's our podcast, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like a Q&A kind of deal. Or QA. Quality assurance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. Yeah. That's what I'll say that it is. <laughs> no, that's... I listen to our show, too, because I think it's funny. It is funny. Which is weird because like most of the time I think the things I say are stupid. I said But I think things. when we talk about things there there's some good jokes in it. Yeah, there's some solid shit. And yeah. stuff that surprises me every time because my memory is so bad <laughs> that I'll be like, wouldn't it be funny if and then it happens because uh-huh. that was what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually do like referring this show to people who um, I know that I probably won't be able to make time for, Mm -hmm. like in a real friendship. Like your family and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, guys, I really wanted to tell you about something. Just listen to the episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or honestly, just like folks that I think that are really cool, Uh but that just like I... I cannot, we cannot carve a place for each other in our lives. You sure, know? yeah. Um, but I I'm like, people. but you probably have dishes to wash, right? You should listen to this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah. then the next time we see each other, we'll feel a little closer and that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I, um, well, speaking of all of that, we, I do know the topic kind of tonight, right? Yeah, that's kind of why I brought it up that yeah. way. And that's because uh, this is brought to us by Superfan Paul. Superfan. And yeah. super friend. Super friend, super fan, just a super guy. Yeah. Yeah. A super for co-worker. <laughs> what? 
a super fan and friend, so I needed an F, but I didn't uh. have one in time <laughs> <laughs> for coworker. Uh, yeah, yeah, so he's a good guy. He's been like a big, big supporter, big uh, champion for the show. So uh, he he finally gets his topic recorded. Why did he get a topic that he could pick? Ryan? Well, because he's a goddamn contributor. That's right, and a champion. He gave us money mm-hmm. uh-huh. on the Patreon, and for that we thank him mm-hmm. with this episode. Yes, which is about. He also gets like little sneak previews. I just text some stuff sometimes like, hey, this is what we're editing. Here's something you get to listen to that nobody else does. That is a perk. Yeah. That's like insider edition and you get a chat with the creator. It's <laughs> yeah. like two perks in one. Like if you become, okay, listeners, if you become a big, as big a uh, fan as Paul, I'll give you my phone number and we can text. Your personal <laughs> phone number? Yeah. Wait, and you'll text them? Right. <laughs> oh man wow listeners you don't you don't realize what a gift that truly is i hate texting yeah anyone anybody including your lovely (laughs) (laughs) co-host unless it's just a thumbs up emoji yeah i'll take what i can get yeah like yes Uh, so, Paul, your episode today um, was one that I was really excited about, and it is Bigfoot slash mythical creatures slash urban legends slash cryptids. But damn, but damn, but damn, but damn, damn. Oh, you don't even know. Yeah, otherwise known as urban legends and so, critters therein. Yeah, so this is going to, um, like, I don't really know too much about any of that stuff. Only that Bigfoot is really popular around here in the mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest. See, I think you're going to know more than you think you do. Okay, so this is going to cover kind of all of and what was the word again what's the word for like cryptids cryptids yeah and that means like creatures that are folklore right yep or part of urban legends like the yeti like the yeti like the loch ness monster right uh like the jersey devil uh-huh. and like the mothman many of which we're going to talk about today and uh, use as examples for you yeah um, i was just telling people that that the Jersey Devils, they're not a real hockey team. They they're are not, a real hockey team. They're not. I don't believe it. They are. No. They are. And I researched they're it. Fake. <laughs> I researched it. I researched sports for you, Ryan. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And I, I honestly didn't know I would have to do that until we started briefly talking about this. Uh-huh. Um, and then I went, fuck, I'm going to have to look at some sports stuff. <laughs> and so I did. Cool. Uh, I'm excited. So, um. Cryptozoology is the study of cryptids, uh, the study of of um, like mythological urban legend type critters, uh-huh. uh, and it's often like cousined with ufology. You know, these ologies are they like real or are they made up? Well, so that's kind of the vibe, right? Is are like, they made up like the creatures they are studying? Exactly. <laughs> so. 
uh, or like ghost hunters, you know? Because yeah. here's the deal. Like, they are studying things, but they're not using the scientific method, which involves like proving it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> but yes, in that they are like studying them. Um, but they're not they're not using science in the sense that they're not finishing the method. <laughs> got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Um so you so, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you got but it. like you can't pick this as a major in college. I was just gonna say you can't major okay. in college. <laughs> I was literally just sorry. gonna fucking say that. No, that's beautiful. We're on exactly the same page, page one hundred and sixty seven of cryptozoology, which you cannot take in college. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they should put that at the front. Yeah. <laughs> that should be page one. Yeah, they should. <laughs> of the book. By the way, you can't take this for credit. <laughs> you cannot take this for credit. If you're taking this class, this isn't a real college. Drop out. <laughs> you try to get your money back. <laughs> yeah. It's a pyramid scheme. Um, uh, speaking of which, there's a job or a, a career you can have um, of a folklorist, which is very cool. What that? A uh, folklorist <laughs> is someone who uh, studies and collects folklore. Uh, like, uh, just like they collect stories? Stories and myths and legends. Collect like in their brain? In their brain and they document it, they record it. Um, think of the kind of people that go around to uh, like Native American tribes and yeah. record the oral traditions that they have, like the stories that they... Like an anthropologist. Exactly, yeah. Um, but where, whereas an anthropologist would kind of collect information in general re regarding the culture and stuff, yeah. uh, folklorist is going to specifically be trying to capture information about the stories that were told. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. Very fun job. Um, and there's one folklorist. His name is Richard Dorson. And he has a six-point criteria for establishing uh, legendary creatures of American folklore, which is, I think, the coolest thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> As a nerdy, curious person who doesn't believe in this shit and just thinks <laughs> it's fun. Uh, so, number one, it has to exist in an oral tradition. People have to, like, talk about it for a long time. Okay, what constitutes a long time? Um, well, in the examples I'm going to give, not necessarily longer than 100 years. Oh. But just like for a generation or so, you know? Okay. Uh, they have to inspire belief and conviction. So people have to be like, I saw it by gummit, and they talk to the <laughs> news, you know? Mm. Um, it has to become personalized and institutionalized. So like people have to start like associating an area with it. Okay. Or institutionalized, like naming hockey teams after it. Oh, like the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and shit. <laughs> uh, it has to be fanciful or mythical, so it can't just be like a raccoon. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. not cool. Uh -huh. um, and this one I think is really interesting. It has to have like a comical side which ultimately sort of endears it to the American public. Harry and the Hendersons. Exactly. <laughs> You're right fucking there. <laughs> okay. And for those of you under the age of 37, <laughs> that's a Sasquatch joke. Yeah. Yeah. John Lithgow is in that movie. 
Is he? Mm-hmm. Is he the dad? Oh, he's no. The dad. You thought he was Sasquatch? Uh, you know, I don't know if I've actually seen that movie. I just know the reference. Oh, yeah. It, they turned it into a TV show too for a little bit. Did they? Yeah. Still with Lithgow? No. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, we're. He was too busy doing uh, Cliffhanger, and then he was too busy doing Third Rock from the Sun. Oh yeah, Third Rock from the Sun. And then he was too busy doing Dexter. That was great. And then he was too busy doing. <laughs> I, we can keep going. <laughs> I like this conversation. Uh, Third Rock from the Sun, real quick, was a show I felt like I wasn't allowed to watch, even though no one told me I couldn't. It just felt like something I shouldn't be watching. Why? It's I so don't know. good. I was just a little kid when it was like on TV. It's so, fun. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I could watch it now, considering how weird it is to watch the pace of those kinds of shows now. Oh, do you know what I mean? I think so. They're paced weird. The only my only gripe with that show is that Jane Curtin doesn't get to be as funny as she is. Is she another one of the Aryans? Oh no, she's one of the humans. So John Lithgow's character, they end up dating in the show. But she, he's a teacher. He's a college professor, mm-hmm. and she's another college professor. Mm-hmm. And so they have like this, f- f- like rivalry oh so it's like smart and romantic right that's cute but she's very funny and she plays a little bit more of like a wet blanket Mm -hmm. in the show she has her funny moments but like like um fuck that one actor who actress actor who played willow on buffy the vampire slayer and she was also on How I Met Your Mother. Oh. Uh, you know Mich- what I'm talking about? Is it Michelle something? Maybe, yeah. Oh, can we do a quick correction? Sure, by the way? yeah. Because when I was editing the last episode, Weather Modification, yeah. I said that my dad had a crush on... Mich- the I said the weather lady, the name I said was Michelle Buckman, I think. Yep. Michelle Buckman was actually a politician. Oh. But the so I looked it up and I've already forgotten her fucking name. But her <laughs> last name is Buckman. But it's, it's not Michelle. It's not Michelle. It's like Monica or something Melissa. like that. Melissa. Yeah. Something like that. So anyway. So that was like a semi-correction. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong, everybody. <laughs> but her last name was Buckman, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but Michelle had nothing to do with this. No. <laughs> I think Michelle Buckman ran for like governor or maybe vice president or something. Okay. Like I could be totally wrong here, but there was, this was in California, right? Mm-hmm. I think my parents volunteered for her. Are you serious? Yeah. And I had to like help out in her phone bank when I was like nine. Wait. For real? Yeah. That's kind of weird. Not I don't want to get like political or anything, but I think she's a Republican. I feel like it's something no one talked about afterwards. Because they <laughs> didn't know that they were doing that? Maybe. Because like your mom's a very liberal woman, right? Extremely. And my dad's a mildly liberal man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that they... They were volunteering on on her phone bank or like held some sort of event. I have a memory of this. That name is very familiar. Yeah, that's why. Because she was she was in the zeitgeist for a little bit. Uh, do you? Yeah, you corrected yourself. Yeah, right. I was like, why the fuck are we talking about this? Yeah. Um. So the um they have to be there's a comedy element or something like that that has to be 
Exactly, which endears does them it have to, to the be American a public. comedy specifically, or does it have just be lighthearted and endearing? So, like, someone has had to have found a way to make it funny. Okay. Uh, you could almost think of it like the um, oh shit in Harry Potter when they have the the thing that's in the cabinet, and when it comes out at you, it like shows you the thing that you're afraid of. Oh, and the yeah. only way to get rid of it is by turning it into something funny. Yeah. What the fuck is that called? Oh God! What a crazy feeling to Bogart? have it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what the word is for that physical sensation, both the the mental strain at having something be so close. Yeah. To your ability to vocalize it. Uh huh. And the feeling for that sweet, sweet climactic release. Braingasm. <laughs> Braingasm? Yeah. What about this one? Brain balls? <laughs> Blue brain? Blue brain. <laughs> Frame balls. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no. That guy's got brain balls. <laughs> they wrinkly. Uh, yeah. Like a boggart in Harry Potter. Um, it has to have like... You have to be able to, like, make it funny. Okay. Um, yeah. So, the fucking the Jersey Devil. The fucking Jersey Devil. All right. We're hey, talking Jersey. sports. I want to talk sports with you. The hockey team. You know the hockey team, right? Yeah. All right. Well, they changed the name to the hockey team, the Jersey <laughs> Devil. And when they did that, everyone was like, why? Why the Jersey Devils? And, they were, you know, everyone has the satanic panic and all that. It was the 80s, right? That's right. When they changed it to the Devils. So they I do. don't even know that. I, what were they called before that? Uh, it was like, you know, the Spitfires or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to do this for the whole segment? Just for the part with the Jersey Devils. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it turns out it has nothing to do with devils. It's like, the Jersey Devil, the cryptid. Uh huh. That is what it's referencing. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And um, folks, look up the Jersey Devil. Uh, so you have a visualization because I should we link the show note? Most definitely, it will be in the show notes because I didn't necessarily know what this thing looked like, but I had heard of it before. So it does not look like a devil. <sighs> it's pretty gross. Do you see? Something? Oh yeah. Okay, you showed me this before. Yeah. So it's like a goat head with a giraffe neck and bat wings. <laughs> on ostrich legs yeah like reptile kind of legs and then it's got like a forked tail right and then it's front legs it's kind of hard to tell but it's front legs have hooves oh i didn't even see the front legs yeah i just kinda, thought it was wings it's also got the wings yeah. yeah so why is it from new jersey so so there was uh, an urban legend that there was this woman named Mrs. Leeds, and she had a shit ton of kids. I'm talking like 12 kids. Mm-hmm. And then she got pregnant with her 13th kid. 13th is an unlucky number, right? And so she was like, fuck this kid. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be wow. a good kid. Yeah. And it came out like a normal baby, but then it like quickly turned into that thing. Oh, that was a human thing? Right. And then it turned into that? Right. That's what the, how the legend goes. Um, and then it ran off into the woods and ever since has been terrorizing the people of New Jersey. Oh. Because that's kind of where it was. But would it surprise you to know that the actual origin is super petty? 
Oh, can't wait. And so American. <laughs> okay, it's the 1700s, right? Yeah. You're Benjamin Franklin. Right. And you're living in like the Jersey-ish area. Okay. He's not from Philadelphia? And Boston. Uh, he's just like out he's and just about. bouncing around. He's bouncing around. Okay. Yeah. He's got, he's got, he's got hoes in different area codes. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's spreading electricity. That, there's an episode of Benjamin Franklin. Fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I'm getting, you don't even know excited about Benjamin Franklin. I haven't even done all the research yet. Uh, so here's just, here's a prelude to that, right? Uh-huh. This is so petty. So Benjamin Franklin, he loves writing pamphlets right yeah he's famous for writing the poor richard's almanac have you heard of that yeah i've seen national treasure many times (laughs) i have not seen national treasure any times it's a great movie is it in that it's nicholas cage's best movie better than the better than all of them that is his best movie better (laughs) better than con air better than adaptation better than gone in 60 seconds Better than Matchstick Men. Oh, yeah, Matchstick Men. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, for Richard's Almanac, right? Like, what a a weird and funny concept, but it was this way to get information to the masses Mm -hmm. about the moon cycles so that farmers could plant stuff, and it had weather predictions in it, weather modification throwback. Yeah. And it was just fucking Benjamin Franklin just referencing some graphs, maybe, sometimes, but also just throwing in, like, weird little quips and jokes and stuff, right? Huh. Yeah. It was just this little, like, pamphlet that people could buy, and it would come out, and they'd buy it. <laughs> and it would have all his weird little jokes and stuff. And the poor Richard guy was, like, a persona that he had uh-huh. that he would write in the style of. Right. He'd be like, ah, poor Richard, and this is what he predicts for the year. It was super weird. But it's people love that shit because like, how did you get information otherwise? And Benjamin Franklin was like this like character. And the majority of people in that area were Quakers. Mm-hmm. Throw back to Earlham College, my almost alma mater. <laughs> <laughs> and the Quakers there were super judgy. And there was this guy named Daniel Leeds who was also super into making pamphlets. They were like zine boys. <laughs> Colonial zine boys. And Daniel was a uh, motherfucking Quaker as well. But his pamphlet started having some witchy shit in it. Like he would put astrology in there. Not just talking about the moon, but about Gemini. Oh. <laughs> and he started getting into like demonology stuff and he would put like weird like natural magic things in there and people were like daniel (laughs) (laughs) you can't be talking about this stuff and uh they started to ostracize him from the quaker community Uh uh-huh because they 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 don't put up with that shit they don't put up with that shit they hang people for that shit Uh (laughs) they burn them and stuff not the Quakers necessarily, but they they didn't like it. So uh, he's like, hell no, I'm going to keep making my weird stuff. And um, almanacs like Leeds and Franklin's were often satirical. Like they were like making fun of each other. <laughs> Which was pretty weird. Uh-huh. Um, like they would have like inside jokes amongst the episodes or the issues that they would release. So, like, Benjamin Franklin's 1762 almanac 
would be like, hey, Leeds' 1761 almanac was bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> they would... Um, they would dig at each other. What's that thing that they do? Uh, diss track. Like yeah, rappers. <laughs> exactly like that. I'm so glad that you're following along with me because this is so petty. All right. <laughs> yeah, that seems stupid now. So too. stupid. Yeah. Um, so Benjamin Franklin, in one of his almanacs, predicted that Daniel Leeds' son, whose name was Titan. Cool. <laughs> super cool. <laughs> that his son, who was also into making almanacs, would die on October such and such date. Oh, wow. And the son, Titan, was like, no, I won't. I'm going to die on this date. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Which I'm sure Benjamin Franklin enjoyed immensely. And then when he didn't die on either of those dates, Benjamin Franklin went, well, he's a ghost. And the guy that's that's Titan now is clearly an imposter. And so he just made a joke about that for the next, like, some odd years. Whoa. Saying, like, this guy's actually dead. He died on the day I said he would. And this guy's this guy's an imposter. And Titan's a ghost now. He's just a ghost <laughs> dude. And he would talk about Titan's ghost, you know, like in his little pamphlets and stuff. And thousands and thousands of people would buy this pamphlet, you know. like Would they believe it? Well, it, Or do they know it was like... They're just colonial townspeople, you know. And so right. just at first it becomes just like thing that people say, you uh-huh. know. Like, oh, it's the Leeds ghost, you know. <gasps> I've heard that term before. Fuck, that's what it's from, obviously. Okay. Or the Leeds Devil. Yeah. And so then they'd say, oh, the Leeds Devil did it, you know? So this bridge collapsed one year and like dozens of people died and the bridge collapsed and they were like, it was the Leeds Devil. It was that guy. And it didn't help that the Leeds family were known for this like witchy stuff. Sure. And on top of that, their family crest was a wyvern which is this bipedal dragon-like creature with a forked tail and leathery old wings. And they put their crest on their pamphlets. Yeah. Okay. And eventually, uh, you know, before you know it, you have these, you know, rumors that X and such experiences the devil and, and it's the Leeds devil and the Leeds people owned property in this area of Jersey called Pine Barrens, which is where everybody goes to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this expanse of pines uh-huh. that to this day are untouched because they're this weirdly like sandy soil that nothing grows in but these pines. Oh, so they're just like, what's the point? Just what's the it? point? Exactly. And so like throughout the the these decades, you know, now centuries of colonialism, everybody's been like, fuck that place, except yeah. for this family who has this property there. And so that that became the place where the Leeds or the Jersey Devil lives. Oh. Right? Wow. Yeah. What? That's crazy. That's pretty neat. I like that shit. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's like, it's also wild that you, when you break it down step by step, Mm -hmm. it seems like hard to get from step one all the way to step 17. But like when you follow it all the way through, it starts to evolve into this wild. This big ball of scandal. So seamy that it becomes this monster of a legend. And here's my favorite part. Do you remember the original urban legend from the beginning of of this thing? Where it was like Mrs. Leeds and she has her 12 kids. Uh So Daniel Leeds' second wife, maybe third wife. Yeah, third wife. 
uh, she has nine children, which is a shit ton of kids, even yeah. for that time. So that added to the, there was a Mrs. Okay. Leeds that had so many kids and there were demons involved. Yeah. And that's the thing. So that's that part of the story. And then adding to the darkness factor, Leeds's second wife, so the third wife was the one that had nine kids. The second wife died in childbirth with his first child. So uh, there was like spookiness there, sure, right? Yeah. So all of that combines into this thing, uh, which eventually people in like 1909, so now like almost 200 years later, say that they see it. There's like hundreds of sightings. And they they call the police and they're like, I've seen the Jersey Devil. Oh my God. <laughs> and they're calling in. They're like, that was crazy. The Camden police supposedly shoot at it and it's like, doesn't respond to the rifle fire. It attacks a trolley car. Some schools in the area close like it's a snow day out of fear of the Jersey what? Devil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And so, then they named uh, the hockey team after it. And then it. they named the hockey team after it. Exactly. Yeah. So now it, it has officially hit all of the uh, the criteria. Oh, and with the funny thing, there have been video games now made about it, but they're funny ones. Oh, well, and the mascot for the team is like... It's comical. Yeah. yeah exactly. So now it, it has hit all the uh, criteria. Crazy. Isn't that I fun? Just, yeah. I just thought that they named it the devils after like... Like Satan. a little devil. <laughs> like a little devil guy. Yeah. 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 But no. Wow, this yeah. is pretty cool. Um, so I I know that those kinds of things like cryptozoology is not unique to the United States, but like, is there something about, I guess, certain aspects of culture that breed those kinds of stories more than others? Totally. Like the Sasquatch one is the perfect example of that. There's a... Uh, what I like to call after researching this for three days, um, the Squatch verse. <laughs> yeah. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Is it hotter, the name on its own, or uh, that I uh, have come up with that name? Well, I think if I heard anybody else say that name, it wouldn't be hot. No. <laughs> Squatch verse. <laughs> when you do in that voice, not hot. <laughs> um,. Yeah, there are lots of squatches. Uh, there's, um, in the United States alone, there's like dozens of different kinds just in the different areas of the country. There's different kinds of this fake animal? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in the Pacific Northwest, right, it's Sasquatch. Um, yeah. And that's because in like lower British Columbia, like Canada, you know, Vancouver area, yeah. I didn't know where British Columbia was until I moved here, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, and then I was like, oh, that's the Vancouver one. Uh, they tell stories about what they called the Saskets. Uh -huh. And that's where the word Sasquatch comes from. Okay. But tons of cultures have some sort of big, hairy humanoid legend. Oh. Tons of them all over the place. You know, there's like the Yeti, of course. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but in like south america in asia there's there's all kinds of ones in the us uh in ohio there's the grass man in florida there's the skunk ape uh in missouri there's one called momo which sounds adorable um in virginia it's the wood booger <laughs> <laughs> do they all look yeah very similar mm -hmm. to each other 
Pretty much. And and um, what's wild about it is you can see uh, like glyphs, you know, like um, ancient art on yeah. rocks and stuff um, of Squatch type guys uh, that all look very consistent. They're just like big and tall and hairy. They have like big hands or big feet and they're like lumbering around. Right. They're lumbering. They're here to lumber, you know? Uh-huh. And sometimes they're defined by the things that they do, which can be very different, which like uh, like the skunk ape, for example, um, just smells really bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. That's his his uh, claim to fame. He he's, smells. He's stinky. He's a stinky boy. Um, but for the most part, uh, the like descriptions of uh, what they sound like are very different. And what they um, like, what like how aggressive they are, or like whether they'll seek out people or not, like if they're afraid of people, are very different. Um, all of which leads most scientists to believe that there's no such thing as a squatch in any description, and that for the most part, people are mistaking them for bears. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, because bears will walk upright. On sure. Yeah two feet and depending on the kind of bear like if it's a black bear or grizzly bear like they can get seven to nine feet just fucking huge um and they know. stink and they smelly <laughs> and uh some animals sound fucking wild yeah insert sound of a mountain lion oh and your cat even yeah. she does the weirdest little sounds <laughs> insert jones sound. <laughs> like i've never had a cat before but i kind of could f- assume what they generally sound like this she sounds like nothing i've ever heard what she sounds like she just like does these like weird little groans and squeaks it's, it's bizarre her, her groans for yeah. me i like the groans um so is there uh well oh what was the, i had a, th- a question it was about so oh specifically like for our area mm. was there anything in particular that kind of prompted the legend of the sasquatch or- yeah so like there's been stages of uh hoaxes and misidentifications that have like led to little resurgence moments uh-huh. in popularity that combined with areas like geographical areas that people have like defined as tourist attractions for Bigfoot or Sasquatch have made it sort of enduring. Um, So like there have been these moments in history where uh, like people have cited Sasquatch. And so like there's that picture, right? Yeah. Of like the, you Uh know, the classical sideways, like, yeah. Um, And, there was another one where there were some, uh, I believe they were like loggers, like timber loggers. Uh-huh. There was a logging company that was out there and it was super muddy and they found some big old tracks and they were like, what the fuck are these? And then some other loggers were like, I don't want to talk about it, but I actually saw some of those also like <laughs> over here. <laughs> and then all the loggers were like, yeah, man, I definitely did. And they saw more tracks and then they're like, what the fuck is this? So that led to a resurgence. But then later in like the eighties, that was like in the 40s or something or the 60s. And then in the 80s, these guys were like, yeah, no, our family has been like making these giant wooden feet to like 
fuck with people. <laughs> that was totally just us. So, there's some people that just cop to it. They yeah. were like, yeah, uh, we were messing with We everybody. were totally messing with people. Damn. We, that's been like our thing, you know. That's messed up. Look at these feet. Yeah, isn't and that funny. crazy? But, but there's been like stuff like that that's like made it so people are like, oh yeah, Bigfoot. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Combined with these local legends and some of these these like anthropological pieces of quote unquote evidence um, are like a thousand years old, you know? So that oral tradition is strong. Yeah. And it's only through like culture, like modern culture that this stuff becomes, it goes into that last cycle of being like funny and institutionalized. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just to be clear, well for myself is sasquatch and bigfoot are the same yeah yes and no it's like a square rectangle thing right like bigfoot you could almost think of as being like the the master term of like a big hairy like humanoid thing oh but sasquatch is specifically like the pacific northwest guy got it so momo is a bigfoot momo is a bigfoot what was the other one wood booger (laughs) is a bigfoot (laughs) <laughs> I love that sentence. Wind booger is a big foot. <laughs> that sounds like a, a line in some sort of uh, southern rock band song. A Kansas song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lenny yeah, Skinner. Definitely. Wood booger is a big foot. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's like the, the, you said the category. Yeah. And then there's all these little sub subgroups yeah okay yes exactly yeah subfoots <laughs> if you will subfeet um yeah exactly uh but you know it's probably bears and it's probably like possums high up in trees like higher than people would expect eyes to be but they see eyes reflected with eye shine you know uh-huh. and then they're like fucking bigfoot and then they hear a mountain lion and they're like that's not right <laughs> yeah sure mountain lions sound insane they sound awful have you heard what mountain lion cries sound like no i'll play it for you later <laughs> <laughs> it's bad really yeah i almost feel like i should pause right now and like play some for you <laughs> so you know what i'm talking about um and it, it makes sense that people would get spooked by that because uh, it sounds crazy. Mountain lion scream. Here we go. I just typed in mountain and then it was like, mm. uh, 6.4 million views. Here we go. <laughs> Good lord. I don't know about you, but the caveman in me is terrified right now. (laughs) That's fucking terrifying. It's so scary, right? Yeah. Like, we're totally safe in this little room. That was filmed seven years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm scared of that mountain lion. (laughs) That sounds like like 
somebody being murdered. It does, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say it but sounds not like... not in a nice way. No, it sounds like a woman <laughs> screaming being yeah. murdered. A lot yeah. of people say that. Yeah. Very scary. That's fucking terrifying. Very, very scary. And so imagine being in Oregon <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's twilight and you see eyes shining a little higher than they should be and you hear that. Yeah. You know, that's just the fucking woods, man. But people want it to be exciting. And um, what I love is folklorists and scientists that debunk this stuff use the term wishful thinking to uh-huh. talk about why urban legends like these have such endurance. And I just think that's so sweet and sad. It's just people want things to be more unexplainable than they are. Yeah. And so it's this wishful thinking thing. Oh, yeah. that is very sweet. Because it, it's like... Um... I don't know. Maybe the truth is just too boring. Too easy. Too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I feel that way because we talked about this a lot in the last episode about. No, maybe it wasn't the last episode, but like the alien thing. Mm, Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like. um, That truth is too hard. (laughs) But like, it's the same kind of feeling where there's no way that this is it. Yeah. Like, this is our reality. There's yeah. nothing left. So it's kind of cool to think that there could be something that we don't know about yet. Like some weird creature. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. I was just thinking that's like the closest to spiritual I think I'll ever be. Is uh, is thinking that there's intelligent life yeah. outside of this planet. And um because it, it is coming from a place of there's got to be something other than right. us. So yeah. the the I guess the more realistic example I can think of is there is film that is out right now of is a recording that was made of like the deepest part of the ocean on the planet, mm. and they saw like sea sea life that they nobody has ever seen oh before. they do every time it's great. yeah and that it's kind of the same thing where like we had no idea that those things even existed and, yeah or what they look like and and now we do and that's kind of cool to think about uh that there's still shit that we've not ever seen on our planet oh yeah yeah it's just tools right like that's what i love about humanity is we have been so curious that we've created tools to overcome our curiosity. Yeah. Um, and we never stop making more tools to overcome that curiosity. And we like stop being human when we stop being curious because yeah. then we stop making tools and then we just become critters again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fed by our desires. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like finding those deep sea new critters, that's just a product of creating fancier tools to get down there you know and finding extraterrestrial life is going to be the same thing it's just new tools yeah yeah but i i I think all of that when when i think of it in in those terms it can be as like i'm i was making fun earlier but i can understand why somebody might be interested in in cryptozoology Uh uh-huh ghost hunters anyone with their tools but also like the history like what you're doing the history behind it is yeah. also really neat it too it's that's probably something that they don't really look at because it just disproves everything that they're interested in right but i also like that kind of stuff yeah i think that that part is very fun and i guess that's the difference between uh me or us and someone who believes this stuff is that like it's enough to know 
the story behind it. Like it doesn't have to be bigger than that. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be crazier than that for me. Right. Um, and like, I don't know that I mean, we've talked about this before, but that's kind of like science and religion in general for me. Like, like it's cool enough to know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> like that's magical enough for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, are there any other like mythical creatures that, that I are in the United States? Oh, there was one I wanted to tell you about that I or also that- thought had a really quick, but cool background. Um, so th- it, 1966, um, there were, uh, <laughs> I think this is such a great, uh, newspaper headline. Uh, this was in the 1966 November issue of the Point Pleasant Register in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Okay. <laughs> in 1966. Uh, the title was Couples, Couples, See Man-Sized Bird, dot, 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 Creature, dot, 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 something. (laughs) (laughs) Couples see a man-sized bird, creature, something. (laughs) Man, it must have been so easy to be an editor back then. So fucking easy. Bigger, blacker, and bolder. You're just like half in the bag by noon. They're just like, nah, we'll put anything in there. Don't read it. Print it. (laughs) Where else are they going to read in Point Pleasant? They won't read anything. Yeah. So sure enough, they were reading this uh, this article. Um, there were there was this uh, pair of couples. Is that right? There's four people total. Pair of couples. Yes. Uh huh. Because a couple is two. Yep. As we've we've concluded <laughs> in math time with Ryan. <laughs> um. Uh. Just for for explanation, I didn't know that. I thought a couple was like a handful. <laughs> And a few was like a little handful. <laughs> no. A couple is two, a few is three. <laughs> <laughs> and four is four. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Once you get past that, it's, it's just the number. It's just the number. Um, so there was there was a pair of couples. Uh they were up in like some lovers lane shenanigans. Yeah. It's sixties. Um, and then all of a sudden they see this giant fucking screeching flying thing (laughs) with red eyes just fly over their cars Uh and they freak the fuck out and their dates are screaming and now they're not going to get their base man damn and they squeal tires back into town and the thing chases them into town and they're horrified uh and then later some firefighters are like Oh, yeah, I saw that big-ass bird thing, too. It was fucking <laughs> terrifying. And it was, like, seven feet tall. And it looked like a like a really skinny person with red eyes. And I was very scared. Um, and from then on, it was known as the Mothman. What? Yep, they called it the Mothman. Uh, and it was the, the Point Pleasant, West Virginia's and surrounding areas urban legend type monster critter upon which many um, dire and dastardly things were blamed upon uh, to the point where now they have a festival. There's an annual festival in, in Point Pleasant um, after the, the people of the area were trying to think of creative ways for people to visit. <laughs> uh, ultimately, scientists determined that it was probably a sandhill crane which is uh-huh. a type of North American crane 
heron type bird. Yeah, and those are like skinny bodied birds. Skinny body and, and they big, they, right? they do. They get to like seven feet and they have yeah. like a ten foot wingspan. Okay. And when their heads face to you, their birds their their bird beaks they disappear, right? Because sure, of yeah. perspective. And then yeah. they just they have these big red patches around their eyes. Right. So it just looks like a skinny fucking <laughs> giant person, which is exactly what was described. Yeah. And uh, that's almost certainly what it was. Um, but you won't stop people from going to that festival. Yeah. I mean, well, like, the, you got to think about the those t- people. Like, they're... Bur- they're- their, their bird brains. <laughs> well, I was going to say, their blood wasn't all in their brains in that moment. <laughs> it was in their little, you know what I mean? their little bird peckers. Yeah. Is what it was. <laughs> they also can um, be given some grace because sandhill cranes are not native to that area, but it is like not necessarily uncommon for birds to like migrate whoopsies into different areas like that uh-huh. and cranes and herons and stuff have ended up there before and oh. confused people because they're not from there. Sure. So it would be like, like the fucking peacock that's in our neighborhood. <laughs> oh yeah. That's uh-huh. wild. Yeah. I and mean, you're just like, you don't belong here, little guy, you know, <laughs> it would stand out to you. Yeah. If you'd never heard of a peacock in your life, you'd be like, what there was the a fuck? mythical creature. Yeah. Cause it does look like a mythical creature <laughs> with like yeah. hundreds of eyes. <laughs> Yeah. Staring at you. If its tail was all fanned out and you'd never heard of a peacock before. Yeah. And you saw it just walking down the street like it does here. <laughs> what would you think, you know? Yeah. And you're trying to get some in your Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> Are those cranes like aggressive? Um, well, I mean, they're a bird. They're like a dinosaur, you know? <laughs> so, yes. So, yeah, they'll fuck with people. I mean, it's it, it's not impossible to think that it might have then swooped around in its confusion and like flew around some cars and stuff, oh, you know? Okay. But people will see what they want to see and certainly yeah. elaborate a story to make sure. it feel more dramatic. Um, yeah. But I thought that one was fun. Yeah, that is fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of the peacocks, though, uh-huh. when when I told our uh, mutual acquaintance, John, where we were moving, yeah, he was like, have you seen the peacocks yet? And I thought he was messing with me. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck out. What are you talking about? Do you about? think it was a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh-huh. But I just like, I was, it felt like a joke that I was not in on. Right. Totally. And then he just looked at me very straight face and was like, no, there are peacocks in the neighborhood. <laughs> and fucking sure enough, they're everywhere. They are. It's they crazy. Are. There's a lot of them too. They're very cool. Yeah. Um, And I like hearing the sounds of them at night. It r- makes me feel like uh, I'm that girl in the film, A Little Princess. What's What's that one? Did you not see that one? I don't know. Oh my god, know. it uh, was about a girl who like grew up in India uh-huh. for a little while, and then um, and her dad was like an attaché, like a British attaché to India, and it was in the before times, you know. And she ended up in an orphanage, and she had to come up with like magical ways to escape the the terribleness of being in the orphanage. Oh. Um, it was fucking amazing, all okay. right? Yeah, all right. it was really good. <laughs> I don't and think I know that one. In her daydreams, she would like hear the sounds of peacocks and stuff because they were in India. Is it live action? Yeah. It had, I think it had Ray Fiennes in it. 
as her dad. It's Ralph. <laughs> and it's Joseph. <laughs> A little cool. princess, yeah. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> but yeah, I love hearing the sound of them. It's yeah. a magical sound. Um, all right. Anything else? Uh, just, you know, I, I think just wrapping it up with that wishful thinking thing, you know? Like, it's okay to let people believe their weird stuff if it means that it brings them a little bit of local character and charm that brings people together. Like, yeah. that's cute. When does it go overboard? Right. Well, I was question. just going to say, let's pump the brakes when it starts interfering with like actual science though. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like at, at what point the discovery channel became mostly that kind of stuff. Exactly. That was or disappointing. Like the history channel. Oh, don't get me started on the history channel. Like it, that's sad. Very sad. Don't Very call sad. it that anymore. No. <laughs> the urban history channel. It's fucking ridiculous. It really is. And it's unfortunate because uh, I remember like little slivers of time where watching TV was very educational. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that stuff is fun, but sort of like astrology, like you don't let need to let that fun stuff guide your real life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remembered uh, one of the examples that I wanted to put to you and see what you thought, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, like manatees, do you, yeah. do you remember hearing about like sailors way back when, when they would see a manatee cause they'd never seen one before. They thought they were mermaids. Totally. Mm-hmm. That is like wild because we all know what a manatee looks like now. <laughs> How the hell that gets confused with like a half person, half fish. I think a lot of that stuff, like this eyewitness stuff. Um, and maybe part of this too is from like being really into true crime stuff for a little while. Uh-huh. Like when people talk about things that they've seen, they usually want to be believed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. And so they're going to say things that they feel like will lead to them being believed. And even if they weren't necessarily what they experienced. And at some point, the that like determination becomes like a conviction that they believe in yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna put like a woo spin on what you just said give it to what, me what i feel like is part of that is that they felt a certain way when they saw it mm-hmm. and so they're going to say things in a way that will help validate their feelings sure. about what they saw you know because it's not a nice feeling when you say I saw something, but you say it in a way that shows how you felt about seeing that thing. And then somebody else telling you, no, you're wrong Mm -hmm. or you're stupid or whatever the negative reaction to that is. So it's like maybe, maybe a subconscious thing where they're like. Protecting themselves. Yeah, protecting their vulnerability a little bit. In totally. That so that they're still then say something to make it, I don't know, uh, maybe taking it, uh, t- taking it off of them and their feelings a little bit more by... Hmm. Does well, that make sense? Yes, because I'm, I'm thinking now that like, 
no one wants to be a fool, right? right? Yeah. No one wants to be thought of as a fool. And part of being a fool is being is not understanding how things work. It's being confused. Yeah. And when you see something that you don't understand, you're confused. Right. So when you're explaining that to someone, it's a lot easier to say that you saw something that you didn't understand and it was inexplicable by nature. Yeah. You know? As opposed to like, could have been a bear. <laughs> right. Yeah. Be like, no, it was definitely not of this world. And that's why I didn't understand it. Yeah. I, a perfectly intelligent, rational person, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. That's what's wrong. Yep. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Oh, that's so human. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm breaking it down just in that conversation actually kind of helped me a little bit yeah. more understand some of that stuff. Yeah. And I have a little bit of softness for the people that are convinced of what they saw. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's really interesting. Uh, I liked when we went and saw Loch Ness. Yeah. That was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a, in real life. Yeah. In Scotland. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's cool shit. I am into it. Lucky to be on this magical planet. Yeah, it's got plenty of magic. Yep. Cool. Now you know. Well, thanks, kid. Yeah, you're welcome. That was a good one, and it's not a bummer. So I was thank gonna you. say, how do you feel? <laughs> do you feel good? Yeah, especially the way we ended that. I like that. Sick. And I hope you feel good too, listener. You deserve it. And thank you, Paul, for the really good topic. Appreciate yeah. it. You could pick a good topic too, listener, if you give us some money. Yeah. You cheap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Not that this is an escort service or anything and you have to pay for our time, but you could if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. And I love you anyway. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, kid. Yeah. Have a good night. Okay. Bye. Bye.